0: to Christmas. Hey, it is, as Steve said, it is the second to last day of the year. Can you believe that 2018 is nearly finished? It's ridiculous how fast this year has gone and I get the privilege of bringing the last message for the year and my prayer is that this helps you uh, moving forward into a brand new year. So I'm gonna read a, a passage of Scripture for you now, just a verse uh, that I've been kind of thinking about over the last two weeks. It comes from 1 Corinthians 9, verse 20. It says, Isn't it obvious that all runners on the racetrack keep on running to win, but only one receives the victor's prize? Yet, each one of you must run the race to be victorious. Let's pray and then we'll get into it. Father, we thank you for this verse. God, we thank you for these words. And Lord, I pray that you would teach us and show us what you want us to take out of it today, Uh, not just for today, but for the coming year. Father, would you speak to us into our future, God, about 2019 and all that you've got for us, Father. Lord, I thank you for the plans and the purposes that you've got for every one of us in the year ahead. Lord, I thank you that they um, they are for life and a hope. God, we just stand on your Word today, and we just ask that you would speak to us through it in Jesus' Name. Amen. Amen. Well, I love the begin, this time of year. We're standing right at the edge of a new year. We're on the brink of a new page. It's like turning over a new leaf. And I feel like often at the end of the year, in the last week, you know, that week between Christmas and New Year, where everyone's just feeling a little bit lighter. It's like people are hopeful, like there's an expectation for something great to happen in the new year. You see it all over Facebook and Instagram, don't you? People put on these posts. They say, heading into 2019 like, and then they have this picture of them with a beautiful scenery behind them, and they're like this. You know, they do that picture where they capture the jump heading into 2019 like, and it's this picture perfect image of them. And so I thought in light of that passage of Scripture that we just read, likening us to runners in a race, we could call this last message running into 2019 like. But I'm not sure if the posts that you and I would put up on Instagram would be quite picture perfect. See, some of you might be running into 2019 like this. (laughs) You might need a little help crossing the finish line of 2018, or maybe like this. You might be done. You just mean like, do I have to start another year? Please don't tell me I have to start another year. Or or you could be (laughs) heaving across the line in 2019, or you could be running into 2019 like that one. Taken out. Feel like you're taken out before it's even begin. Or maybe someone else has, can you see that? The guy's, he's trying to get a high five and he slaps her in the face. <laughs> Ouch. Or maybe you're running into 2019 like this one. you got a few things on your heels that you're trying to get away from. Or this one. Running into 2019 like... Oh, ouch, or oh, is there another one? Yes, that's a bird, that's a bird. Running into 2019, it's a geese, I think, a goose. Geese, and, oh, that one, running into 2019, I like that. That's actually one of my favorite ones. Running into 2019, oh, she's pumped, she's like there. How are you running into 2019? Some of you could be tired. You just feel like you're heading into this new year, you haven't even started it and you're already exhausted, burnt out, overwhelmed. Maybe you're heading into it with a bit of fear or worry or anxiety, stepping into what is coming. Or maybe you're super excited and you've got great anticipation and expectation for the year that's ahead. Maybe you're heading into 2019 with no preparation, you're just winging life, heading into this new year. Or perhaps you're heading into 2019, running away from something that happened in 2018 and you just wanna leave that behind and get away from it. Maybe you're running into 2019 nursing an injury from the year that has just been. Perhaps you're running into it limping into a new year. However you are running into this new year, this verse, this passage tells us something about how we are to run. It says that we are to run in such a way that we are victorious. In fact, before it, it says that only one receives the prize and yet we are all called to run victorious, which tells me that we can all run in such a way that regardless of the outcome, regardless of the circumstance, regardless of what hurdles you might come across as you run, you can still finish that run. You can still stand at the end of a year and say, I ran victorious, I ran well. And so I've got just a few things that I would love to propose to you as a way that you could run well, as something you could do to help you run well, because I believe that your circumstance may still look the same in 2019. Things physically might not actually change, but if we can add a few things in the process, we can still get to the end of 2019 and say, I ran well. My 2019 was the best year yet because I ran victorious in my year. And so how do we run well? I've just got three things for you. But first of all, I just wanna put out a disclaimer. I am not a runner. I am not a runner by nature. I do though choose to run one or two half marathons a year. Now, you might be sitting there going, how can you say you're not a runner, but then you say you run two half marathons a year, right? Now, I'm not just being modest. I am well and truly, honestly, the worst sports person ever, ever, ever. I hate sport. It's bad for you, in my opinion. It hurts. It must be bad, right? But I do choose to do this. And so what I'm trying to, I'm saying this to you because I wanna encourage you, because if I can do that, then you can do what it is that I'm trying to get you to do here today, the things that I have got for us to do today. So if we're gonna run well in 2019, here's what we've gotta do. The first thing we have to do is train your mind. You've gotta train your mind. And I'm gonna spend majority of my time here this morning. I'll, I'll, I'll mention the two other things and we'll talk about that. But most of the time, I wanna actually focus on this point here. Train your mind. In 2019, you and I, we need to learn to train our mind. I came across this quote. It says, "Running is nothing more than a series of arguments between the part of your brain that wants to stop and the part of your brain that wants to keep going." Yeah. I feel like that is so true because your uh, you, the battle to keep running is not actually a physical battle. It's not a physical battle. It's a mental one. And so often it it doesn't matter, when I go out for a run, it doesn't matter how fit I am at the time. It doesn't matter if I've been well into my training program and I'm running like long kilometres or if I've only just started because I've been lazy for the last few months and I haven't done anything like currently. Uh, It doesn't matter if I'm really fit or if I've only just getting started. I guarantee you my mind will begin to tell me that this is a silly idea. My mind will begin to become at odds with what my body is trying to do. At about two kilometres in, I guarantee you, it doesn't matter what kind of day I'm having, two kilometres in, I begin to have this internal dialogue begins to start in my head. I begin to say, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? This is very silly. This hurts. You're not enjoying this. You hate running, what are you thinking? This is not fun, this is not good. You should just turn around right now and go back home. This is the thoughts that go on in my head, guaranteed every single run. And the truth is, I want to listen to my thoughts. My thoughts sound good. Turning around and going home and going and sitting back on the couch sounds like a really good idea when I'm two Ks into a run I'm really not enjoying. I want to listen to my thoughts, but what I've learned as I have begun this running journey is that running has taught me that I'm far more capable than I think I am and that my body can do far more than my mind thinks it can. I know that if I can just train my mind, then I can get my body to do just about anything. So we have to train our mind. In 2019, we have to train our mind because When we can change our thinking and train our mind, it doesn't mean that our circumstances have changed. Your circumstance this year may remain the same. Nothing might have changed, but if you can change your thinking about your circumstance, then everything changes. If you wanna change something about your life, you have to start here. It all starts with how you are thinking about your life. In Romans 8, Verse five and six, it says, those who are dominated by the sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit think about things that please the Spirit. So letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, wow. But letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. See, we all have an inner dialogue. We all have this inner conversation that goes on 24 7 from the moment we wake up to the moment we go to sleep. This inner dialogue happens, and it's that inner dialogue that leads your life. Your thoughts will lead your life. And so, my question to you is Is your inner dialogue consistent with the word of God, or is it continually negative? Are you happy with your inner dialogue? Are you happy with what your inner dialogue is saying to you? Is it a dialogue that's bringing to you life or is it bringing to you what the Bible says is death? Are you happy with your inner dialogue? Let me help you figure out what your inner dialogue's like. We'll use this little example, okay? So when you wake up in the morning, what is your first thought? Is it yes? Another day, woohoo, I'm ready to take on the world. Is it, wow, what a, I'm so thankful for another day, rain or shine, I'm ready to live it and give it all I've got. Is that, that's you guys, that's you guys, right? Or is your first thought when you wake up in the morning, oh, does it have to be morning already? somebody put the coffee machine on, somebody get me a coffee, I need a coffee, oh, who are these children anyway, <laughs> why are they waking me up at 10 to 6 in the morning, why did I say yes to doing that with that person today, is there any way that I can get out of it, is there a way I could come back home during the day and just get a nap, could Could I, why, why do I have to go to work today? Snooze, 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 right? I mean, I really like the idea of the first one, but I feel like the second one is something we can all relate to a little bit more, and we can have a giggle about that, and we can laugh, but something I've learned recently, which I've been trying to make change my behaviour is this. The very first thoughts you have in the morning, so those initial waking moments, those very first moments of awake time for you, is actually incredibly influential to what happens in the rest of your day. Because it is those first waking moments where your brain is beginning to form its thought patterns for the rest of the day. So what you set your mind to when you wake up in the morning is what is going to begin to set out a pattern of thought for the rest of your day. Not only that, but morning is important, but night is important too. See, when you, what you look at, what you read, what you allow to settle in your mind, what you, are, um, what you are thinking about before you go to sleep plays a massive part toward what your brain is doing while you sleep. Because your brain is not doing nothing while you sleep. Your brain is not sleeping while you sleep. It doesn't clock out like you do. It's actually very busy. Your brain is making decisions while you sleep. It's taking thoughts and memories and it is uh, sorting it. It's organising it. It is deciding what to keep and what to throw away. Your brain is cementing memories while you sleep. Something to think about, isn't it? Because everything we do, first thing when we before we go to bed and when we wake up in the morning is actually creating, cementing, and solidifying our thought patterns, which will begin to uh, influence how our brain is developing. Let me ask you this question again. Are you happy with your inner dialogue? Are you happy with your inner dialogue? Because so much of life is not about what happens to you. It's about how you think about what happens to you. Stress, for example, we're not actually stressed about what we have to do. It's not the tasks that are stressing us out, it's actually how we're thinking about the tasks that is causing stress to come in our life. So much of our life is not necessarily what happens to you, it's how we think about it. Romans 12 says this. Listen to this. It says, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So that you may discern what is good, what is the good pleasing, and perfect will of God. See, if we're going to change our inner dialogue, if we're going to renew our mind as Romans puts it, then we need to discern or decide or determine what thoughts you are having are the good, pleasing, and perfect will of God, or what thoughts are ones that we need to actually shift, get rid of, move, or not let into our thought pattern. The NIV translation says it like this, that same verse, it says, when you renew your mind, you can test and approve. I like that phrasing. I like the way that puts it, you can test and approve. That tells me you don't have to allow every thought access to your life. You don't have to allow everything that comes into your head a place to stay in your mind. I love airports, I've told you this before, I love airports. I like going to airports just to people watch. I like going to airports to get on a plane, but I don't mind if I'm not getting on a plane, I just like hanging out in airports. I love watching TV shows about airports. You know the ones, the border control ones? They are great, aren't they? And the ones with the post, where they do the post and they, they check all the things in the post, it's fascinating. Amazing what people hide in little packages. When Steve and I recently went to America, um, we, had to tr- we had to do like five flights to get to where we were going. Um, America's too big, they need to shrink it. Um, but we took like five flights to get there and this usually happens to Steve. I think they must have got our boarding passes mixed up or something because every single flight, every single airport, every single city or country, I got randomly selected to be searched. It's usually him, it was me. He was videoing, he thought it was hilarious videoing me, but, and it was literally everything in my bag. I had to take off my shoes, my earrings, everything was searched. And when I get into a situation like that, I begin to panic and I just begin to divulge everything. Like, I'm just like, I've got some chewing gum in there and there's some Barocca in that pocket there. And did you need to look at this? And how about this? Do you need to look at this? I ate a banana before I got here, is that okay? I'm so sorry, is that all right? I just panic, you know? I love watching these shows and they just it's amazing that that what come you know what people bring into the country but you know what I'm so thankful I'm so thankful that we live in a country that wants to protect our borders from things like you know illegal plants and drugs and bugs and nasty pests that might come in and try and destroy our system I'm so thankful that they just don't let anything in. What if we took the same approach with our mind? Could we test and approve before we just let anything in? Could we take the same line and strategy with our thoughts and that we say, hey, you, negative thought, have you got something to declare? How long do you intend to stay? And what is your purpose in being here? And while you are here, what do you think you're going to achieve? Come on, we don't have to just let anything in to our mind. We need to test and approve. We need to test it, discern it, discern its purpose before giving it approval to become part of your inner dialogue. How do we do that? The Word of God. The Word of God, we've gotta get it in us. Read it. Listen to it, speak it, memorise it. You've gotta make it the loudest voice in your world. You've gotta make it the loudest and most dominant part of your inner dialogue is the Word of God. It's the only way. So number one, we've gotta train our mind. This year, 2019, you and I, we have to train our mind. Number two, we have to deal with injury. We have to deal with injury. And this is a big one too, because you know what? I have to tell you, I'm useless at dealing with injuries. If I get an injury or like a little niggle in my knee, I often have a niggle in my knee. I just, to be honest, don't do anything about it. I just want someone to come and fix it like magic, you know, like with one appointment that, that could be fixed. Please can you fix my niggle in an appointment? I'm terrible and I'll either keep running on it and just deal with it or I give up and I'm like, eh, I don't want to run that race anyway. I'll just stop running for a while and I'll pick it up again later on. The nigger will go by then. I'm terrible. Steve, on the other hand, is excellent at dealing with his injuries. Now, I like to think, he likes to think it's because he's wise. I like to think it's because he's just much more experienced at having injuries than I am. So he knows what to do. But he will always, he gets one niggle, he's down to the physio, he gets it sorted. He does his exercises, he's very diligent. He does his exercises and he gets his injury sorted. Because the thing about an injury is that the longer you wait to get it sorted, the more pain and the more damage is done. And if only we had got it sorted earlier when the signs first started appearing before the stubbornness and the refusal to get it sorted kicked in, maybe we wouldn't be dealing with such a painful and difficult issue now. See, I believe that many of us are spiritually running on an injury. We're spiritually running on an injury, something that's happened to us maybe in the last year, maybe in the last few months, maybe in the last few years, and we're We should have dealt with it a long time ago, but we have continued to run on the injury. Did you know that you will never truly be able to run out the future that God's got for you while we have not settled our yesterdays? And because we can keep running, we can keep moving forward, we can we can seem like it's okay, right? Like you can keep running on a niggle or you can keep running on an injury for a little while and like, you know, you, can, you might have a little limp or it might be a bit painful, but you can, you can go a small distance. But soon enough, the very thing you avoid dealing with is the thing that is going to stop you from moving anywhere in your journey. We have to deal with injury. Whatever it is in your life, maybe it's in your marriage, Deal with the injury. Maybe it's in your finances. Deal with the injury. Maybe it's an addiction. Just deal with it now. Maybe it's just an attitude or a mindset that you know you've had. It's been lingering there like a niggle. And you just haven't dealt with it, but soon enough, that little niggle is gonna become bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's gonna cause more damage than it should have if you dealt with it earlier. It could just be a bad habit that you have that you know, I oh, know I really shouldn't do that. I know I really, I just really need to get on, you know, get that sorted. Well get it sorted, deal with the injury. Don't keep putting off what you actually need to start putting right. Don't keep putting off what you need to start putting right. Deal with the injury. Train your mind. Deal with injury. And number three, the band can come and join me now. Now this one is gonna help you do the previous two, okay? This one is gonna be the thing that gets the previous two started and sorted. Number three, make a plan. Make a plan. One of the things I know about myself is that if I don't have anything to run for, I just don't run. I will stay comfy on the couch, doing absolutely nothing, going absolutely nowhere. I need a plan and I need a purpose. I need an event. I need a race to be running for. I need something booked into my calendar that I've paid money to go to. And I need a training plan put in place where I know how many times a week and how far each time that I'm supposed to be running. If I don't have that, I just don't run. We've gotta make plans if we're gonna make change. In our lives, Proverbs 29 says this: it says, When there is no clear prophetic vision, people quickly wander astray. I love this part though: it says, But when you follow the revelation of the word, heaven's bliss fills your soul. There's something to be said about having a plan and a vision for where you're going. This verse sums me up completely: If I have nothing to look to work toward, no vision for my journey, I literally go absolutely nowhere nowhere. So can I challenge you this new year? Make a plan. Make a plan. There's something in your life you want to change. There's something in your world that you want to go different this year than in the year ahead than what it went the previous year. Well, make a plan. Often when things are overwhelming, when we've got something we're facing, the biggest our biggest need is not necessarily 10 steps, it's just one step. when when things are overwhelming and we've got something really big sitting right in front of us and we're just not sure how to get through it, we don't necessarily need the whole plan. We just need the very next thing that we need to do. We just need that one next step that we need to take. Make a plan. Decide the next step. You need to change your thinking. Make a plan. You need to deal with an injury. Make a plan. You need to get out of debt. Make a plan. You need to fix your marriage. Make a plan. Put something into place that's going to help you do that. You need to get healthy. Make a plan to do it. Write down the plan. Write down the plan. Give it a time frame. How long are you going to work on this for? Decide the very next step and then listen to this because this is, this is huge. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Too many times, people sit listening to great wisdom. They receive excellent advice. They sit under the most brilliant messages on a Sunday morning, and then they leave these doors and do absolutely nothing and wonder why their life is still the same. You've gotta do it. You've gotta action the plan that you've determined to take. It takes discipline. Discipline means doing what you don't really want, what you know needs doing, even if you don't really wanna do it. But that's what it takes. See, whatever the outcome of this year, of 2019 for you, whatever it looks like for you, you can be victorious. You can run it well. It doesn't matter what hurdles you're gonna face. It doesn't matter whether there's stuff that's happening there that's not great. You can run it. You can still run it well. You can still run it victoriously. Maybe before you make a New Year's resolution to lose weight and get more exercise, You could make some news resolutions to train your mind and deal with injury and then make a plan to make it happen. Amen? Come on, let me pray for you before we pass back to Steve. Father, I thank you so much. I thank you so much that you give us at the end of each year, you give us like a fresh start, Lord. It's like, it's great. By your grace, you give us a whole new day. A whole new year sits before us, Lord, and we thank you for that. We thank you that there's like a blank page we could right now turn our lives around and we could change it all through you and for you. And so right now, I just pray that for each and every person sitting here, you would just drop into their heart, drop into their spirit, help them to see what it is they need to do. God, is it a changed mind? Help us, Lord, to make Your voice, Your Word, the loudest voice in our inner dialogue. God, would You help us to change the way we see things, change the way we think about our circumstance. God, it could change everything. God, would You help those people here who know they need to deal with an injury, a spiritual wound, an injured soul. God, I just pray, Lord, that You would help them know which step to take next. God, would you give us the plan, a divine plan, and help us take that, but give us courage and boldness to take steps to make change, Lord, that 2019 could be our best year yet. Amen. Church, I'd I'd love to just pray one last prayer this morning, and can I invite you one last time just to bow your heads and close your eyes? and I'd love to pray a very...